You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline. Josh Jordan joined by my partner in crime, Jerry Bowe. We got Harrison behind the glass, hyped up Andrew. We'll be getting us uh, some picks a little later as far as uh, who's in and who's out. But now it's time for my favorite segment, your favorite segment, the Gal Media All-Star segment. Let's see what they got for us this week. It's the Gal Media All-Stars Plays of the Week. The Blitz is Fred Bauer. All right, uh, two plays for today. One of them in probably the premier game of the week, Saints-Vikings. I'm not picking a winner, though. I'm taking over 52. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of scoring in this game, and uh, I think it's going to be a fun game. I have no clue who's going to win, but I will definitely take the over in that. And uh, I will also take San Francisco over the Cardinals, which are right now San Francisco minus one. I've got a couple other games that I, I, I actually like quite a bit, but since I only get to pick two for this, that's all you get. Back and listen to the podcast with uh, me and A.J. Hoffman. You'll hear all the games. The Benches Lancer line. All right, let's go with a side and a total over 41 and a half. San Francisco, Arizona. I feel like this is a, a decent value play, taking a shot at the over here with these uh, two young quarterbacks. I think they will look at this as a get-well game for both uh, sides, and uh, I'm going to go over 41 and a half. Then we're going to go with the Giants. The Giants are a pick at home against Washington. Certainly a lot of drama around the Giants, but I think they'll rally here against a Washington team that is solid but not great. So I'm going to take the Giants at home in a pick game, expecting them to circle the wagons and get a home win. And then we're going to go over Arizona-San Francisco. Culture Maps, Eric Sandler. This week, I like the Redskins minus one and a half over the New York Giants. Last week, Washington survived Dallas's epic comeback attempt, while poor play calling cost the G-Men a shot at an upset. With New York trading away players, it's clear they're starting to plan for next season, while Washington still has a shot to capture the division title. For my second pick, I'll take the Carolina Panthers plus two over the Baltimore Ravens. The Panthers are four and two and coming off a comeback win over the Eagles, while the Ravens came up just short against the Saints. I can see Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey having good games running the ball, while Flacco struggles against the Panthers' D. Carolina holds serve at home. Sports Maps, Holly Seymour. All right, guys. I really like Green Bay plus the eight this week. The Rams are hot, but I don't care who you are. I'll never trust a team giving that many points to Rodgers. For my second game, I'll take the Colts minus two and a half. Oakland has no home field advantage, no Marshawn Lynch, and no more Amari Cooper. What's left? Gruden and Carr trying to defend his career? That's a little scary. All right, Holly, I find that very interesting. I really like that pick as well, just the, the Aaron Rodgers pick, that is. You give Rodgers that many points, uh, how can you How can you not take that? Uh, Jerry, yeah, is, is she you right? you got to watch Rodgers yeah. on third downs. Like, mm, I don't know, not falling. You know what I say about that back door getting left open whenever there's a big spread like that in a blowout game, whenever teams are just trying to get to the finish line, they're up by two scores, and who else to leave the back door open to Aaron Rodgers? That's that's dangerous. Don't get me wrong, though. What looks so pretty in this gambling world 
it's, it's what usually gets you. And that's, I mean, it, everything in my head, your first instinct when you saw that line was, there's no way, there's no way, yeah. there's no way. But the truth is, as far as sharp money and everything, the most lopsided bet of the week is Green Bay 82% of the money coming in on them. Don't get me wrong, though. It, I'd rather have money on it than the tickets. The tickets mean the public. People are punching tickets, punching tickets, little tickets, little tickets. All of a sudden, you got that bro, pro comes in there. Boom, he busted open. The lopsided money goes that way. 82% are that way. That line started at 7.5, though, and it's moved the other way. So it, it's it's just scary to me. I do like it. It's a 16% difference from tickets to money but i will be on green bay i'm not even gonna lie to you see i thought the same thing holly when there was the first line that just jumped out to me right i'm sure exactly it doesn't feel like it does it feel like a trap maybe a little bit like that's what i was thinking like it feels too good to be true what do you think holly i feel like it is a trap but i love trap games and you know what i feel like is another another trap game this week i really think that um the colts and oakland one I was sketch about it at first, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, not Colt, sorry, I'm reading off the wrong paper, my bad, guys. Um, sorry, where am I here? The Cleveland and Pittsburgh game, I really like that one, but the the one I was talking about is the Seattle game. What do you think about the Detroit one? That looks kind of like a trick line to me, too. I have it at Detroit minus two and a half. That's interesting. See, I took I took Seattle plus three. Jerry and I were talking about that one a little earlier. I, Me too. You know, and I, I definitely just, took it that too. Yeah, I mean, I, it's really just the points. I feel like they're kind of evenly matched, and Seattle's been playing well lately. So I, I figured, you know, maybe they'll get it going. So I, I took the points on that one. So we're on different sides of that. Um, I imagine your Colts pick of minus two and a half over the Raiders. It, it just feels like the Raiders have kind of quit, right? Yeah, I, I kind of gave up on them. And you know, the culture, I hate saying it, but they're one of those teams that are kind of sneaking up a little bit. Like, they're not great by any means. They're just average. They're actually a little below average. But, I mean, only two and a half? Yeah, I no. kind of expect it to be... I agree. No, I agree with you, honestly. And, and to touch a little bit on that Seattle game, these, these trap lines, and like a lot of people told me they were going to the Lions this week, and it's just crazy because when you think of Stafford, he's like that bully. He's the fake bully. He likes to pick on bad teams. You know what I mean? He's that guy that picks on other kids until the big bully shows up. And over his career, he's beat up on teams that have losing records. He is against teams that have plus 500 records. He's 30 and 42, 42% against the spread. So against good teams, he loses. Seattle's defense, they ain't what they used to be, but they're still allowing only 19 and a half points a game. That's fifth in the NFL, quietly fifth right so then what happens when Stafford faces a team that's decent with a good uh defense and facing a defense that gives up under 21 points per game at home Stafford he's 10 and 17 against the spread that means he doesn't win those games or or cover them a good teams win better teams cover the spreads and that tells you everything and I mean it's tough going up against 4 and 11 in the last five years against the spread at home versus teams that got under that allow under 21 points it's tough. It's tough, and everyone's on the lines. Give me the Vegas side, and I'm taking Seahawks. Ooh, that makes me feel better. I like it when Jerry Bow's on my side. All right, Holly. I know, right? We'll pick that. <laughs> Holly, I, I need you to kind of split this one for me because, and by the way, everybody listening, when these when everybody puts their picks in, they do it at certain points in the week. So, you know, for instance, Eric got the Redskins minus one and a half where, where Lance had it as a pick between the Giants and the Redskins. So it depends on the timing there, guys. But I do want Holly to settle this. Which way do you think this one goes, Holly? Giants or, or Redskins? I got it on a pick too, and I'm taking Redskins. I'm sorry. The Giants, like, I, I don't know. They're just 
garbage. Like I, they're almost Oakland garbage. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Right. That that is bad. All right. What about? Uh, I've seen this one a lot, and it's the the Forty Niners Cardinals game. I, I've heard a lot of people say they really like this one. Some people even got the Forty ers as a pick'em in this one. It, it looks like it's at, at minus one. Holly and then Jerry, where are you guys on this one? Yuck! I don't like it at all. I took Cardinals, but I'm not confident about that. So anybody that's listening, <laughs> don't punch in on that and say Holly told you to do it. It's, it's a tough game. If you remember a few weeks back, that was our money line play of the week with the Cardinals going. Yeah. Now, in that game, they had to give, a, I think it was a plus four differential turnovers to to pull that game out, and they barely pulled it out. Yeah. In gambling, you must have a short-term memory and don't just get – don't don't marry a team just because they treated you right. And in this instinct, we're flipping to the other side. A lot, a lot of people that I truly, truly believe in um, – we're pounding San Francisco. That's going to be my put my name on it this weekend. I'm really? going to go ahead and yeah, it, and it's ugly. yeah. And I'm not even I'm not even mad at you for that, Jerry. I mean, I like I said, it came down to me. I really was kind of torn on this one. I only took Arizona to be honest because it was the home team. And sometimes when I'm like stuck on a game and it's that small of a spread, I just go with the home team. And it's not I'm a bad stuck, it's so. not a bad thing to do because the Cardinals as a as a home underdog are 33 and 16 against the spread and since 2017 you're on the right side everything points that way the percentage of the money is on San Francisco so everything does point at Arizona I just don't see it I think that they they, they just they they can't do it I I just whenever you, sometimes when you're looking at schedules at the beginning of the year right like when you went to the Eagles schedule whoever it is that you go you're saying okay they yeah. uh Sometimes you look at these divisional games and you'll just be like, all right, man, they're going to split these. These are This is a split, and then you just count it as that. That's what I think this was for these teams. Ultimately, they always looked at it as a split, and I think that's what we get. That's interesting. What about the total in this one? This was one of Lance's picks, uh, 49ers in Arizona, if you're just tuning in. 41.5 is the number that Lance got it at. He took the over. Uh, Jerry and then Holly, what do you guys think? It's tough on that over-under. I'll be staying uh. away. Yeah, I, I don't. Ultimately, it plays back to, to field position, and don't get me wrong, that over looks good because sometimes these teams don't move the ball that well, right? So then they'll give you good field position. Whenever a team's not moving the ball, you could say, let's just per se, you get the ball in the 20, you go three and out, that other team got good field position, and that's what you're looking for to get these low, low totals. Whenever you have low totals, you need a lot of things to go, a lot of things to go right for it to stay under and then to just to surpass it, it just has to be football. You know what I mean? The the average score in the NFL this year, it's been, I believe, 45, 46 points. So at the end of the day, that's a low, low total. And I think that we'll see it right around 43. Holly, are you just staying away? That's exactly what I was, you just nailed it at the end, Jerry. I was like, the way last season, I probably would have taken the under. But the way things are playing out this season, I probably just jump on the over here just because of how everything's been playing out in teams. Every team but mine seems to put up points this season. So, all right, one more total to hit just real quickly. <laughs> this was a, the, this was Fred Saints Vikings over fifty two. Uh, Jerry and then Holly, where are you guys at with this one? I think that game goes over. I love that pick. I was going to give it out a little later yeah. um, because just basically all the injuries on the Viking side of the ball, they, they have injuries everywhere. No roads to be shadow. I mean, it's it's tough. Their, their, their linebackers are hurt. And ultimately, we talked about it earlier, they got two receivers that are in the top 12. They got a, a tight end that can, that can go. What do you look on the same side of the ball? They thrive on stopping the run. Vikings know that. So they're going to throw it. They're going to attack them where they can hurt them. And this year, the Saints have been beatable in the defensive side back. 
Holly? Oh, I'm going to take that over as well. I just like the weapons that both of these teams have on both sides of that. So I'm going to roll it over. I think this will be a really high-scoring game. There you go. All right, Holly, thank you for joining us. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Thanks, guys. You can follow me on Twitter at XLHolly. Just don't talk to me about today's game. Um, <laughs> and then you can find me on my own website at Holly.Football or on Sports Map all the time. So make sure you check that out, not just for me, but for everybody at the station. We appreciate that. Go check out Sports Map, everybody. Thanks again, Holly, and we will catch up with you next week. See you guys next Sunday. All right. All right, guys, we're going to hit the the rest of the games here on the other side. So we're going to hit a quick break, and we will be right back. You are listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. Josh Jordan, Jerry Bow here, Harrison behind the glass. And you know what time it is. You know what that music means. That means Jerry Bow is about to give you some picks and make you some money this Sunday. So, Jerry, what do you have? Straight bet. All right, let's start off with that Chiefs-Broncos game. I really see the Broncos being able to hang with them in a way cover that back door, leaving that back door open. 61% of the betters are laying the points, but 72% of the dollars are taking Denver, so that goes to tell you a lot of money's back in Denver. Crazy thing here is the Chiefs open up the season 7-0 against the spread. Kansas City's just one of three teams since 1990 to be able to do that. It's hard to do that. Those teams that did that are the previous ones. They ended up going 16-0. That was those Patriots, the 2007 Patriots, right? The, the 2008 Tennessee Titans, they started off 7-0 straight up. They ended up going 13-3 straight up, 12-4 against the spread. So to get in the Chiefs' way, you have to be brave right now because they're they're, they're rolling. You know what I mean? That's what they're doing. That's what they go. But double-digit underdogs against division opponents are 58% against the spread. And that's what stands out to me. Double-digit opponents in a game that we saw that they hung with them for a while. Denver had their moments in that game to where they could, they, they almost were able to win that game. So at the end of the day, I think that the Broncos coming off that big, big win against Arizona, it just, it just, maybe, maybe things are going the right way now in the locker room. And I, 10 points is, is, is feasible to me. So take Denver plus 10. Straight bet. Jets, Bears. We talked about it earlier. I think that the struggles for Darnold will be huge. Now, the Bears are nine and a half, nine points. I think that they end up winning around 13-14. What I really like, though, is the Bears team total over 26 because I believe that mistakes on Darnold's side of the ball, he'll, uh, he'll end up setting up short fields for Bears. Don't even be surprised if the Bears get a defensive touchdown. They can stop them from moving the ball, keeping the, the Jets off the field and keeping that offense just rolling. The Jets team total under is 16 and a half. I'm going on the under, and unders are 44 or 55.8% in games that are played with 10 mile an hour wind. What are they saying today? There's going to be a lot of wind at Soldier Field, and that's I, I just don't like to see that. A, a, a young quarterback going into Soldier Field. 
the 12th rookie to do it. The previous 11, 3-8 straight up, 5-6 against the spread. Only four of those guys closed as a touchdown, uh, as an underdog, as a touchdown or more. All four of them lost straight up against, against the spread. We're talking about Bruce Grakowski, Matt Stafford, Cam Newton, and Andrew Luck. Those four guys went there as rookies to Soldier Field and got beat up. So just think about that. This is the first time playing at Soldier Field, and it's just being it's supposed to be windy. Well, how are they going to get those 16 points when New York is averaging 15.3 a game? I don't see it. Give me the uh, over on the team total. Give me the Bears and give me the team total under on the Jets. Straight bet. The big bet of the week for me as far as totals, it's going to be the Bengals-Bucks old game. I think that it's going to be opened up. The Buck, uh, the Bengals will be without Burfick. They'll be without Denard. After opening the season 4-1 straight up and against the spread, the Bengals find themselves on the two-game losing streak, failing to cover both games. Andy Dalton, he's the bounce back. The Red Rockets, 12-5 against the spread after losing two games in his career, over his career. So, since 2003, check this out. The last teams that lose games by 20 points or more to a good opponent, meaning an opponent that's got a 60% winning percentage, have bounced back the next game. Chiefs, beat the they, they beat the brakes off of them, right? So what happens when teams uh, get beat up? They get up. These are pros. They get up for the next game, and they cover at a rate of 56%. 56% winners uh, covering the spread once they lose a game by 20. That's It's it's wild to me to think that all they got to do is beat up on a Bucks defense that's 32nd overall by football outsiders, giving up a league-worst 32 points per game. Look for Joe Mixon to run, run, run all over them. Yep. Straight bet. My last straight bet here will go on Seattle, and I'm going to hit it again. Like I said, all the sharps on it. I know a lot of big people with a bad gambling, bigger money than me, and they're, <laughs> and they're saying they're pulling out the bread truck for this. And like I said, my first instinct when I looked at it was Lions. You know, without no stats looking behind it, I looked at Lions, and I looked at it a little too hard. And if you ever catch yourself doing that, question your bet. Tell yourself, why am I liking that bet so much? Is this what everybody else looks at? Is this what catches everyone else's eyes? And then that's what happened here. When you look into the numbers and you look what the pros are doing, you see that they're on the opposite side. Take the road team with the key number. The People's Parlay. The People's Parlay. We're going to do it real simple to this week. We're going to do Bucks. Bengals over 54 and a half because I believe that game goes over. We're going to couple that with the Bears minus nine and a half. And then uh, we'll go ahead and hit that with the Ravens Panthers under. I believe that the Panthers will play them big today. The Ravens struggle on the road. And I just think the game stays under. I think that's a 21-17 type game. So parlay those three. Teasers. The teasers have been money this year. I think we've lost one through all these weeks. So as far as the teaser, do a 10-point. If you could get the Bears off that big number, those big numbers are hard to cover. But if you get a 10-point teaser, you get the Bears at plus five, uh, plus .5. So that's half a point. Just barely, basically win. You get that Bengals-Tampa Bay over. You bring it down to 44-and-a-half. That game at the least sees a 27-20, and that's 47. So... And then on on the the marquee the the Monday night you get the Patriots minus five against that Buffalo team that's free money you're telling me Bears don't just win that game you're telling me Patriots don't cover five and that Tampa Bay game doesn't fly over forty four and a half points bank that bet hit that teaser and I'm hitting that as a max five unit play. Breaking news. News flash. All right, what's up, guys? I'm back. Hey, what's up, Andrew? The injury lists are all out, so we're good to go for all these uh, Sunday afternoon games. There's actually not a whole lot of news regarding the Sunday afternoon games, at least in terms of major players. 
Uh, only big news of running back, Chris Thompson is active. Ooh. Uh, wide receiver, Paul Richardson is officially active. Allen Robinson is going to be inactive this week, but that was pretty expected. He was basically a complete non-factor with the groin injury last week. He had one reception for four yards, and even though he practiced a little bit this week, there was never really the expectation that he was going to play. All right. Fire up Gabriel maybe this week. Oh, then. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. In the late games, Dalvin Cook is out, and he's going to remain out past their bye week. I wouldn't expect to see him till week 11. That's probably the worst pick I've made in the last couple of years. He's just been... <laughs> A complete bust for me this he's year. He's in the cold tub with Leonard Fournette right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, yeah. Randall Cobb, he's questionable. He's He was a full participant in the Friday practice, so I'd expect him to play. But as always with these late games, guys, you need to have insurance ready. You absolutely have to have insurance ready with these guys that are game-time decisions. Yep. You do not want to rely on these guys who are game-time decisions without having someone who's ready to go in place of them so expect him to play but have someone ready in the case that he doesn't geronimo allison he's going to be active good matt Breida, he's questionable but he's probably going to play and then get hurt and yeah (laughs) i mean he's done a half decent job battling through all these injuries but it seems like there's a new thing every single week he leaves every game injured right yeah every game every single game it's a new thing that pops up with him and he's had some decent production at points this year but he's not someone i'd lean on if you need a sneaky play, Raheem Mostert's probably going to get a decent number of carries in his stead because Bingo. look, Breida's Breida's brittle. Yeah, that, that that's how it's, that's, that's how it's been so nickname. far. <laughs> Pierre Garcon for the 49ers, he's going to be out. Marlon Mack, he's going to play. He's going to play. So, you know, he sort of emerged from the depths of fantasy yeah. anonymity this past week. He he was someone who was talked about a little bit in preseason and then just proceeded to miss almost every single week. But he came up big with 126 yards and a touchdown last week. He was a full participant in practice, so he expect him to play this Friday or expect him to play today. Sorry, and Jack Doyle is also active. I know you guys touched on this earlier. What does this mean for Eric Ebron? Yeah, you know, I don't expect him to just come in right away and start stealing touches. So that's a sort of watch and see how the situation develops, but. I think that he's going to steal some touches from Ebron. I mean, Ebron's been one of the best tight ends across all fantasy this year. He's been probably my best pickup. Yeah. But he's he's going to have some competition moving forward, so that's going to be a situation to watch. And then lastly for these uh, afternoon games, Cooper Cup, he's doubtful. But the fact that he's doubtful is a really good sign moving forward. He wasn't even expected to be doubtful this week. He was straight up expected to be out. So he should probably be in contention for a start next week. So... That's a good sign moving forward. Absolutely. For the Sunday night games, Jerry, your boy Cam Meredith, he's active. Cam! (laughs) And then in the Monday night game, Rob Gonkrowski, he's questionable. Expect him to play. Uh, He was super cheery with reporters all week this week. He was a full participant in practice uh, yesterday, so I would expect to see him playing. Josh Gordon, it's the same story that it's been for the past few weeks. They list him as questionable. He's a limited participant in practice, but they're just trying to keep that hamstring as healthy as possible. We've really started to see his usage go up, so fire him up. He's going to be good to go. Now, Sony Michelle, this is a really interesting one. I was talking with Josh about this one during the break. They listed him as doubtful, and after that knee injury, look, I, I expected the worst. Yeah. I, I expected to see Sony Michelle. He's out for the season. But the fact that he's even doubtful this week is a really good sign. He even made it to practice on Friday. So he's probably not going to play this week. But just the fact that he is back moving around and he looks to be somewhat healthy, and the, it, it's a good sign. I, I expect this, him to be in contention for a start next week. If not two weeks from now, he should definitely be good to go. 
But what this means for the Patriots is Kenyon Barner is a name to look at. Yep. You know, if Michelle's out, obviously James White's going to be getting the majority of the touches over there. But he's a small back. He's not going to get all the touches. They're not just going to feed him like they would Michelle. So look to see Barner get at least 10, 15 touches, and he could be a decent play if you really need a running back this week. And last but not least, LaShawn McCoy is questionable. At no point this week was he cleared from the concussion protocol, at least through Saturday. So my expectation is that he's not going to play. He's a game-time decision, but as always, if you need to have him in your lineup, pick up Chris Ivory. Absolutely. Yeah. That, was, that was exactly what I was going to say. you got to have Chris Ivory if you need to have McCoy in your lineup. So that's all i got for you all. Keep killing it. Have a great rest of the show. All right, thank you, Andrew. It looks like we are up against a break, so we're going to come back with If You Think I'm Flexi. We're going to hit that right after the other side of the break. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Oh, you know what that music means. It means it's time to get flexy up in here. And I've got some plays for you. That's right. We're back. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Josh Jordan here with my man Jerry Bowe and Harrison behind the glass. Ooh, and I hear Rod Stewart, and you know what he's telling me? He's telling me to tell the people to start Andy Dalton this week. He's one of my under-the-radar plays. He's playing the Bucks, and they are complete garbage against the pass. Get him in your lineup. He's not going to... You know, in FanDuel, he's a little pricey in DraftKings, but in your seasonal leagues, guys, he's on a lot of waiver wires. Get him in there. The other one, the other side, Jameis Winston. What do Jerry and I always talk about? When a quarterback, you expect him to have a big game, the quarterback that's playing against him is probably going to have a good game, too. This is that exact same strategy. Get Jameis Winston fired up in your lineup this week. My next one for you. Andrew alluded to this a little earlier. Raheem Mostert. He sounds like a delicious topping on a hot dog, but he's actually a running back for the San Francisco 49ers, and he has a terrific matchup this week. We just heard Matt Breida. It looks like he's probably going to go, but he gets hurt. Breida's brittle. Breida's brittle. Breida's brittle. Say it three times real fast. So get Mustard in your lineup. I think he can come through for you. He has a top five matchup this week, and the dude has some juice, man. It's a Shanahan offense. They like to use the running backs. Moving along. All day, Adrian Peterson. Man, he makes me feel flexy this week, guys. He's got a great matchup. He's looked good. The Giants have quit. They they got rid of their best run defender. You got to like that. Fire up Peterson this week. And Phillip Lindsay, Denver Broncos. I know they're playing the Chiefs. Hopefully they don't get blown out and the, the running game gets taken away a little bit. But I don't think that happens. Over the past five weeks... The Chiefs are allowing 30 fantasy points a game to running backs. That's right, guys. Over 30 fantasy points a game to running backs. The Chiefs are giving up. Fire up Lindsey this week. Quickly, Stephon Diggs. I keep getting all these questions like, man, can can I trust him anymore? Do I need to trade him? I think he comes through this week, guys. And here I'm telling you, he's facing the Saints. You know what they've given up? Over 46 fantasy Ooh. points a game to wide receivers over the last Let them babysit your kids this week. <laughs> Trust them. <laughs> Keep rolling with them. Thielen's not going to get all 46 of those points. At least I don't think he's going to. So roll with Stephon Diggs this week. My other play, you can stack him with Andy Dalton. Tyler Boyd, he had a down week last week, but the week before that he went bananas. I'm back in on him. 
Here's why. He's facing a defense that's giving up over 47 fantasy points a game to the position. Get him in your lineup. And A.J. Green's going to be getting all the attention, so roll with Boyd. My other guy was Fuller. I told you about him. He went off. Now let's get to the tight ends. David Njoku. He came through for me last week, so I'm going to give him another shot. Steelers are giving up the most points to the tight end position right now at 19 fantasy points a game. So that's a good spot for him. I like him this week. I think the Browns will be chasing some points, Jerry. I have a feeling, and he might be that guy that they're dumping it off to. My other guy, I love him this week, Jared Cook of Oakland. I mean, Amari Cooper's gone. Marshawn Lynch is on IR. Carr's got to throw the ball to somebody. And the Colts are allowing over 15 fantasy points a game to tight ends. He's a good play this week, and he's a big dude. And finally, this guy's a little bit more of a dark throw, and he could be very scary and spooky to play, and that's Benjamin Watson. You don't feel great putting him in your lineup each week, guys, but I'm telling you, he scored last week. He has a top-six matchup this week against the Vikings. Will he be a trick or a treat? I think he'll be a treat this week. All right, guys, good luck in week eight. Those are my fantasy football under-the-radar plays for this week. So, Jerry, what what do you think? No, I love it. I agree all with that Philip Lindsay play. It uh, it screams that he's going to go. He's been a 4.5-yard per carry guy in seven of the seven games he's played. He's been targeted 29% of his routes. So when he's out there and he's running routes, they they throw him the ball a third of the time. And what do the Chiefs do? 511 rushing yards, a league high to running back. So expect Lindsey to get looks with Royce Freeman, not there. Yes, correct. He's banged up. So I think he's somebody you definitely can roll with this week. And here's one more of the games that we haven't really gotten around to. I want some professional Jerry Bow advice on this Baltimore-Carolina game. Looks like it started as a pick Now, uh, you know, Baltimore is favored by two and a half. This is a game that Eric Sandler said he likes Carolina in this game. This was one of his picks this week. Do you agree with Eric Sandler? Do you think that Carolina covers the two and a half? When Eric and I are on the same side, there's trouble for the books. And this week, we're on the same side again. Joe Flacco won four and two against the spread coming off a home loss. He's seven and nine and two. Uh, coming off a ro- going on the road, coming off a home loss. Also, now where I think this game will be won is that okay, they can stop the pass. That's cool. But right now, the way Cam's playing, he's on pace to to have the highest completion percentage, the highest total rushing attempts, and it just seems like everything's moving. Now the Ravens. They shut down the pass to the running back position, which is something that you, we always know that, that McCaffrey's going to be thriving on, and that's the way they move the ball. But I think that Cam's going to use his legs. He's going to he, – he'll wait for the for the defenders to get their backs turned, and he'll keep the chains ultimately moving. I don't know if the Ravens will move it all day long. I think that loss last week, don't get me wrong, it was on that extra point, an extra point that he never misses, and yeah. we know that, but – at the end of the day, I just think that everyone's going to be on the Ravens. We know that their defense is, is is great, but trust me, I'm telling you right now, no one's going to be on Cam Newton in the DFS world. He's th- he's putting up two scores today, maybe three, one on the ground. Ooh, all right. Th- those are some big numbers there. All right, let's move along. I think we've kind of hit on this Indy and an Oakland game quite a bit, and I know we've hit on the San Francisco-Arizona one because you are all about San Francisco today. That's one of your big plays this week. So if you guys missed that earlier – Listen to Jerry. Go go for the 49ers today. Now, 
We also talked about the Green Bay game and how we're kind of worried it's a trap because, you know, getting, you know, that many points, you know, it started at minus 10 and a half. It's down to minus seven and a half, you know, in favor of the Rams now. So you might have missed your chance to get the nine or 10 uh, on Green Bay. So keep that in mind. But the one game that we haven't really hit on a whole lot is this New Orleans Minnesota game. And not just from the total perspective, but from the line, it looks like it's a. Man, it looks like the Saints are favored by two now. Where are you on this one with Jerry? I think Minnesota opens them up. I believe that a lot of people think that the the Minneapolis miracle and everything is going to play into here, but I just think that the Vikings can move the ball. They they have what hurts New Orleans, and that's people to be able to throw it to uh, pass catchers. New Orleans, you're not going to hurt on the ground. That's, that's straight up. That's what they thrive on stopping. But how are you going to stop them from passing? How are you going to? The Saints don't have enough. Lattimore's not who we who who was last year that shut down guy. It's not that same thing. And at the end of the day, this game is big. I'll take the home team in a game that I believe is pretty even. And now you're telling me that that the the, the crowd is pumping it. Remember on a Sunday morning, you have to look at these lines. We spoke about it when we first started the show, and maybe uh, you didn't get to hear that. But these lines, you either attack it in two ways. When the line comes out, you're either going to attack it from what your thoughts are, your specific thoughts on that game. This is what's going to happen. I want to touch it before the public kind of misconstrues it, right? So yeah. once the public gets in there, they start touching it. It gets shifted a certain way. Now, you're if you waited late in the week, now you're betting on what the public team isn't. You don't. You want to be on Vegas' side. When you go to Vegas, you see those beautiful lights. You see all those beautiful things, right? That's built off of losers. That's people losing <laughs> bets, right? So you have to think like Vegas. If somebody told you, who are you taking in this fight, and, and Vegas reaches out their hand, you grab Vegas' hand and you go on that side. Look at where the money's getting pounded because usually a lot of little bets, a lot of people in Vegas putting $10, $20, they're on vacation, 20 30 30 30 All of a sudden, you got that pro better comes down, throws five grand on the other side. That's the side you want to be on. Don't be on the public side. There you go. Listen to Jerry. He knows what he's talking about from a fantasy point of view. You're starting digs this week. I just told you I like him. Thielen, you're crazy if you're not starting him every week. And I think even Rudolph, you know, if he's your if he's your tight end, you're probably rolling with him just because there's probably nothing else better out there. Let, let's be honest. Um, I think this could be a week where Murray... You know, I don't know if yep. he's going to go off, but he's going to get a lot of opportunity. What do you think of him this week? I think that they're going to have to lean on him. At the end of the day, they need that running game. Uh, I mean, again, they don't give up much on the ground. So anything that you can get from Murray this week is going to be a win. Touchdown it, dependent, maybe? Exactly. It's going to be for sure touchdown dependent. But we know that we know that they're going to move the ball. We're all on the over. Fred's on the over. It, to get there, there's going to have to be points and. What's a good pass? Get down, tackle it inside the five, and then boom, punch it in. You see that all the time. These two little touchdowns, a 35-yard performance, two touchdowns on nine carries. Okay, cool. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, one guy we haven't talked about, which we really should, is Drew Brees. What, what about him this week? Because there's a lot of guys like Andy Dalton you could find on your waiver wire. Cam Newton this week you know, has that tough matchup against the Ravens. Would you consider starting maybe Andy Dalton over Cam Newton or Drew Brees against the Vikings? It's just crazy, though, because this Drew Brees, this same guy on that defense, which is way different because of injuries, dropped 294 and three the last time that he faked that Mike Zimmer team. He killed it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, what is he Brees this year? Because coming into this year, everybody was kind of dogging on him a little bit because he wasn't exactly throwing up these big numbers that we were accustomed to throughout the year. But efficient? He has no interceptions this year. He's 13-0 touchdown interception rate with a top 15 finish and fives of six starts. And those five, three of them were top threes. So what else do you want from the guy? Man, it, he, 
he hasn't he doesn't get the respect in fantasy like he used to. He really doesn't. So, guys, there you go. You might want to use Drew Brees again this week. The numbers tell you to do so. And finally, let's get to Monday Night Football. We've been putting this one off a little bit. There's been some injuries. We're, we're trying to get up to the minute, get the most informa- information we can. But let's be honest, a lot of this stuff's not going to be leaked out until tomorrow because it's a Monday night game. So this is one I've looked at really hard. You know, the Patriots are favored by 14. The game's in Buffalo. You know, I was listening to R.J. Bell the other day. He said he hates betting, you know, spreads that are over seven points. So that kind of scared me away. But in my mind, I see this as a 30-something to 10 maybe kind of game, you know, with the Patriots winning. So I kind of considered betting it. But in the end, I kind of got scared off. What's the right play on this one, Jerry? No one ever tells you to attack these big spreads. Honestly, if you're a pro and you try to do this over time, whenever you see these big spreads, you just go on to the next game. But the truth is, is how are they going to not get be blown out? Yeah. Derek Anderson, I mean, the 35-year-old statue that just stands there, <laughs> Buffalo has scored 13 points or fewer in five of seven games. Now, let's say, let's play out the game and see how it can totally go, right? So, 13... They're playing a bad defense, a Patriots defense. Say they over-exceed expectations. What's over-exceeding expectations? 17, 20 points, Buffalo on a good day? Yeah. Tom Brady could drop 35 on that team Easy. all day on a primetime mat. Uh, it, it's tough. If you go up there and you press that Buffalo button and call the 1-800 number also because <laughs> we all got problems. <laughs> That's great. And from a fantasy perspective here, uh, I don't know if there's anybody on Buffalo you can really trust, especially you know with Shady being banged up and – you're not feeling good if you're having to start Chris Ivory. That's a desperation play, unless you're in like a 16-team league or something like that. On the New England side, I think Josh Gordon might do something. Of course, he might have White on him all game, and he's a really good corner. So I think Edelman might be a guy that has a nice game. James White every week, when are we not talking about him looking like a good play? Of course, you're firing up Tom Brady. So that's kind of where we are with those guys in this game. Any Anything else on this one before we move on? Just basically the way that Brady plays against the team. And last year, okay, everybody, that Buffalo defense last year is what took them to the playoffs. You know what I mean? They they rolled that. Against that same defense, 23-3, to 37-16 scores. I mean, at the end of the day, that defense, is it can be had. And you got, you got a deep uh, offense that's rolling the pats, 38-38-43-38 points. You do not want to get in front of that. They'll score at least 35 points this year, uh, this, this week. Pound that team total. I'm going to release that later on uh Maybe later on tonight, but at the end of the day, kill that team total. And I just wanted to add on, got to love the Patriots defense this week, right? For fantasy, going against Derek Anderson and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, if if the Patriots are out on your waiver wire and you can pick them up, do so. I see another tirade coming from Derek Anderson. <laughs> he had that blow up that one time on a, after a primetime game. But yeah, go ahead and get on all these bets. And that's pretty much it. Wrapping it up from the fantasy standpoint, we like a lot of these things. We do it with enough time to give you uh, to go ahead and plug things in. So go ahead and get to my book and place these bets. No doubt about it. So, you know, uh, what about clients, Jerry? They're a they're one of our great great sponsors. You know, we're very happy to have all the sponsors that we have and. You know, we just added a new one with with Thrive Plus coming on, and one of our other great sponsors is Kleins. Why don't we talk about them? Well, the thing about Kleins and all these sponsors, not just Kleins, but every one of them, there we feel like we're close to them, right? And that's what we were looking for when we went out and reached out to Kleins and said, "Hey, this is what we got going. This is the the thought of the show, and this is the way we want to drive it." 
Mark was all about it, man. And he's 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 about a family guy. He's been around since 1969 at the same spot. Klein's Jewelry, they specialize in all types of jewelry. We're talking about watch, jewelry, repair, original custom things that you have made that no one else will have. Go there, take them some of your old old jewelry that you don't even wear anymore, hand give it to them and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. Or, hey, I'm looking for a gift. There's no job too big or too small for Klein's Jewelry, loose diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond pendants, diamond earrings, any shape, any size. Even if you just have an idea and you're trying to get your thoughts together, give him a call. 832-316-1388. That's his personal number. Call him. Let him know what it is you're looking for and how he can help you. I guarantee that he'll make it happen in the best way. Don't go to the mall and get that overpriced jewelry. We know you go there. You catch yourself shopping. You might, you might be even with your, your significant other, and she all of a sudden sees something. He sees something he, they want, and all of a sudden you catch yourself paying overpriced when you could have gone right down the street from the gallery and not even five minutes, literally five minutes to save you to save you uh, money or, and to get exactly what you want at the these places they don't open their hearts up they don't give you your personal number you're telling me he's giving you his personal number 832-316-1388 call mark right now and tell him money line 97.5 sent you this is nolan ryan you're listening to houston's best sports talk espn 97.5 This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Are you looking for something to do this Sunday since the Texans already played and won? Well, how about you join Texans mascot Toro at Dignity Memorial's annual Day of the Dead celebration. It's a free event for the public. Anybody can go. Myra Marino from ABC 13 News is the master of ceremonies. And there's going to be all kinds of fun, including hayrides, flamingo dancers, mariachis, a market, kid-friendly activities, free snacks and refreshments. So there's no Texans game this week, guys. Set your lineup. Grab your family. Go out there. This is that week where you can pay them back for sitting on your couch or, or going to Texans games every Sunday. Day. Come celebrate with Toro, ESPN 97.5, and Dignity Memorial at Forest Lake Lawndale Cemetery and Funeral Home at 6900 Lawndale Street in Houston from 2 to 5 p.m. today. So get on out there. you got plenty of time. This is how this is how you buy yourself a get-out-of-jail-free card for next weekend yeah. when you want to go watch the games <laughs> and hang out with your buddies at the sports bar. You go, oh, remember last week when I took the family out to see Toro and we did the hayrides and all that? Well, yeah, that was fun and all, but I did that so that I could do this next week and I can go watch some football. Exactly. Don't You don't have to lie to kick it with Moneyline here. Right now, there's 10 minutes till kickoff. Right now, you're trying to find a quiet spot at your house doing your thing while your wife is in the other room thinking this. I hate football. Well, this is the <laughs> week. Go ahead and plug that line up in right now. Go ahead and get dressed. Put on your Sunday suits. Go out there and, and have a good time. It's something for the whole family. And it's the Texans aren't playing. Come on, get real. So this is this might be your only weekend to be able to do this. And, and, and then you could just bring this up all year long like you remember you remember you remember that time (laughs) yeah you you remember you remember well yeah this buy yourself some time and honestly it's always good just to even me the 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 action junkie i am as far as these games and chasing lines it's always good to just step aside one time and the games aren't going nowhere when you get back we'll still be cashing bets no doubt about it you can be on your phone checking all that stuff out so there there's plenty of ways to get around it so 
talking about on your phone, what I like to do on my phone is, you know, get in and do some daily fantasy football, maybe some DraftKings, something like that. I, I see Jerry's got his DraftKings lineup. He's working on one right now. Hey, Jerry, what are you thinking this week? Do you have any just any any general thoughts or any players that, that you're feeling for this week? I just I love Philip Lindsay as a whole this week. I just know that he'll be a, a very, very, very highly owned because he's cheap. He's very cheap this week. If we look, okay, let's look at running backs this week. The top guys, Gurley, Barkley, Connor, Mixon, Hunt. All over 7,000 with Gurley 9,800 leading the whole way. But how much of a discount can you get when you plug some? That's what you're looking for. Chris Carson maybe for a 4,300. Someone like that that can give you space. Now, we talked about... Let's say uh, Nick Chubb the other week, right? That everybody was on yeah. and, and then the opportunity that opened with the trade to hide and, and whatnot. And everybody was on him, but he needed to overexceed. Even He threw up a little bit of numbers, but whenever you're on 50% in a field and you throw up 14 points, it does nothing for you. Go ahead and pick up. The, the players that are least owned that can surpass that and the uh, beat the ownership. Ooh, yeah, and I, I hear a sound. What, what, what sound is that? What's going on here? Time to put your name on something. This week, we're going to put on uh, names on things that we believe are going to happen or, or something that you should go and get to the computer at right now. So, Josh, what do you got for the people? Uh, you know, this one's kind of chalky, but uh, I love Devontae Adams this week. I think he's a guy that, what we talk about, he's only gone one game without scoring a touchdown. So give me some Devontae Adams. And then if we want to go with something a little more challenging, something a little more off the radar, how about Adrian Peterson this week? He was in my column. I like him this week. I think he gets the touches. This week, Jerry, what are you putting your name on? Well, Breeders Brittle's been stuck in my head ever since he said it, and it sounded like it's a baby of George Kittle. And the Rams have allowed the league's ninth most catches to tight ends in the fifth most uh, yards. So what does that mean? They play a funnel defense? Well, they thought so because they thought their outside guys were going to be a lot better than they are, but Marcus Peters hasn't really worked out to what we thought. But, hey, only four tight ends have more air yards than Jimmy Graham. So, Ooh. hey, I'm looking to attack the tight ends. I'm going to put two tight ends in my lineups this week in, in fantasy. That's actually what I'm doing right now. So wow. I'm going to attack, attack George Kittle, maybe a Jimmy Graham, and, and run him at the flex. Here, Kittle, Kittle. Uh, I Here, like it. We'll get him a nickname, too. All right, Harrison, do you have anything for, for any plays for everybody today? Right, right. Well, I wouldn't say this is any kind of groundbreaking stuff here, but it's more of a personal reputation, personal pride, personal um, kind of hoping for a prayer here. So at the top of the show, you guys talked about those poor souls that had Deshaun Watson on the bench. Yes. Well, that's me. That's me this oh, week. No. I had him on the bench. <laughs> I was. Uh, I took Breeze this week. I'm lying on Breeze, but I think that New Orleans-Minnesota game is going to be a shootout. I think they're going to go at each other's throats. There's a lot of... A lot of unsettled business between those two teams. I think they're going to go for it, and I see Drew Brees putting up even more than Watson put up this week. I love that. I love it. I love it. Let's go, man. I I like that. What about Michael Thomas this week? I just, you know, looks like they're down their top corner, right? You think Thomas is going to go off this week? He's going off, and he's becoming slowly one of the best receivers in the league. He's consistent. I mean, he catches at 93% rate, highest in the league. He. You throw it his way, he's catching it. No, no doubt about it. Another guy, I mentioned him earlier, but I really like the value on Tyler Boyd this week, and I like the value on Sterling Shepard this week. He's he's very affordable, and I think he's a guy you can plug in. The matchup against the Redskins is insane for Sterling Shepard this week. So if you think Eli will actually get through this game and won't get killed, I think Shepard's going to get the ball. And one other guy I'm kind of on is Jordy Nelson. Now, all of a sudden, he's the number one receiver there now, and we like Jared Cook as well. But I think he's going to get a lot of targets, and it's not like the Colts' defense is scaring you to death. No. 
Well, that wraps it up for another week for us. Uh, I feel like we're we getting better. We're getting closer every week. We're giving winners. All his fantasy radar plays are hidden. Go to uh, Sports yeah. Map before we get out of here. Seriously, everything, all my boogie busters, all his plays. AJ Hoffman does his uh, fantasy ranks every week. Get over there and and plug in your players because we, we put our work our work every week, all week. Uh, we, we do. And you can follow at ESPN 97.5. We tweet out all these articles that are on ESPN 97.5's Facebook page. You can find all of our content there. So if you haven't found SportsMap, at SportsMapHOU, by the way, if you want to follow them on Twitter, that's where our content is. And then finally, the last thing I'd like to do is thank all of our guests and everybody that helped out today. Harrison did a great job today stepping in behind the glass. Hyped up Andrew, does a great job every week with the injuries. Hector killing it, helping us get the podcast done, all the phone calls. And of course, our guests, Eric Sandler, Holly Seymour, Lance Zerline, Fred Fowler. So we want to thank everybody for contributing to the show we want to thank you guys for listening yeah more importantly thank to all you guys that put the put, put put the support to us write us all the message on twitter we love it man and we really appreciate you for being part of the Moneyline team all right guys that is it for us jerry bow josh jordan you have been listening to Moneyline, espn 97.5 peace